リンクスタート先輩先輩キツライダイオディズリスコミラビンオンハダイシステイウェットホーシャディソコワイエウェダイフォーハーライデンワチンタイオーデンタイウェッAnd welcome into another riveting edition of the Anime Senpai Podcast. One more time, fans, let's get that round of applause and get us all hyped because I am so pumped to be here again on a riveting Monday night for all of you to give you everything and all and every ounce of not only my positivity, my influx and outlook on life, but my anime hot takes and, of course, the entertainment that's around every corner and every turn we make together. So, first and foremost, take all of my sunshine, take all of my love. Y'all need an extra dose of it because it's a new week and a Monday grind. Woo. <laughs> What's poppin', fam? How y'all living, man? Life is good. Life is grand. So much to do and always so little time, but I hope you're all doing well. I hope you guys are enjoying some anime or reading some dope-ass manga to get you through these days. And also always thinking outside the box because it's always fun to be creative and to think of things differently. So, for example, today is the mock of the second day of my two-week vacation from work. And people think whenever you say vacation, like, oh, dude, where are you going? You going to the Bahamas? You going to Greece? You going to go hit up maybe Africa, do an exploration or maybe expedition or something to the savannah and you're like nah dude i'm just staying at home <laughs> a staycation is what i like to say because i do so much as it is i commute to work every monday through friday i do all the recordings on the weekends i edit all the stuff i make sure to do things in between and somehow find time for the gym to breathe to eat well and to love life and family but i need some time to just do nothing <laughs> and i think that you might actually enjoy it as well because think about it when we go through our day we're already doing so much we have to talk to so many people whether you work in let's just say uh if you're fortunate enough to be remote from home then i guess this kind of excludes this for you but <laughs> most people nowadays again go back to work they work with people they talk to people they're either in sales communication whatever it may be you're around people all the time right well once in a while it's good to be by yourself so that's why i decided you know what i'm gonna take two weeks off my birthday's the 25th of this month So let's just have some good time. Let's go down to the beach for a few days because my mom's got a timeshare out in Carlsbad, which is near San Diego by me. So I'll go down there for a few days, veg out, get all nice and tan, and then come back and just create more content. And it's been a Amazing. I'm super yoked about it. I'm going to have so much time to get caught up with YouTube because I've been slacking on that side for you guys. Some more podcasting ability. And also, if you're listening to this, I just started a Patreon channel for this show. Yes, you can go and support Senpai. There's three tier settings. Anything that you can afford helps me greatly. It lets me have more funds to invest within the show, to travel to different locations. It's basically the driving force, the gas to the car. And I love you guys. For it. And the best part about it is whether you're tier one, two, or three, whatever you're into, every month I will give you a bonus podcast exclusive to Patreon only. You heard that right. And what I plan to do is actually some anime review based only 
on Patreon as well. It's where I'll watch a show and then I'll sit down and I'll break it down for you guys talking about the show itself, the characters, a little bit of the plot if you haven't seen it, no major spoilers, but get into some fun conversations about things I saw, things I liked, I disliked, maybe something that stood out about the storyline, maybe something about the characters themselves, maybe some hypotheses I have. It's a lot of fun. So if you can and you will and you do, there's already five people who already signed up and they're part of the Patreon. I love you guys all so much. Thank you for being a part of it. I am super yoked. It's very easy to find it. Just go to any social platform, click on the link on my bio, and you'll get right to it. So now, as I've gotten all that out of the way, we're full sending on vacation mode, baby, so we can all spend some more time together. Very excited to create some more content. I just saw on Netflix, and this sparked the idea for the show tonight, there is a brand new anime adaptation that just came out to Netflix. And I'm not sure if you're very aware... Anime adaptations are a very big thing within the culture, especially the Eastern side. They have so many live adaptations to so many of these different series and even movies as well. And even like seasonal based things, like for example, one I can think off the top of my head is Kakiguri, the betting one with that chick that gets all flustered and she basically has like the most euphoric time of her life when she bets it all, the rush, the thrill. (laughs) They do live anime adaptations of those and they make complete seasons and also movies of things. So on Netflix, I saw they just had the new drop for the Full Metal Alchemist Scar's Revenge. And let me tell you something. I've watched the first few already because there was two, I believe, before this one. I could be wrong and misquoted. It could be just one, but I think there's two, but let's just say there's one. The one that was before this, the Full Metal Alchemist adaptation, is flight i absolutely loved it i love the play out of the characters i love the vibe of seeing it in a live setting it basically brings the anime side to our realm to see how it would look in a real setting the acting is always not the best but it doesn't matter because it's still dope the concept is there it's your favorite show but it's basically in real life it's like basically doing sao and sending yourself full dive into a system to play your favorite video games in person. Like, that's the best analogy I can give you in representation is basically when they do a live adaptation for a show like Death Note, a lot of people cream their pants on that one and say, like, oh, it was terrible. The English one wasn't the best, but the Japanese one was really dope, too. All I'm getting at is that this new one just dropped. It's Full Metal Alchemist Scar's Revenge. It looks so freaking dope. It's already number 10 on the things being played in the top 10 on Netflix. I cannot wait to watch it. And I thought to myself, why is it that live adaptations get so much hate? Why is it that these live adaptations, so many people just talk so down on them? I'm kidding Okay, I should say this. I'm not kidding you. There are so many people I talk to, and it's almost unanimously the same thing everybody always says. I don't care for anime adaptations. No, it's terrible. Oh, it's just god-awful. The acting was garbage. There's They couldn't capture the character. It was so bad. I didn't even get through it. Oh my gosh, why did they even make this? Let's take a breath. Let's pause here. And think about analytically and critically, what exactly did you have an issue with? So first off, a lot of the problem I hear with a lot of these adaptations is people say, oh, you know, the acting was just not good. They didn't capture the character. It wasn't even funny or they didn't even embody it. It was just so rough. I couldn't watch it. Okay, that may be true, but you have to also keep in mind that's an animated character in an anime that is a series that's something created from scratch somebody designed the character voice act the character made it their own so now you want somebody else who's an entirely different entity being thrown into this world now and trying their best to make it realistic for you but also to have the same kind of energy excitement or yada yada whatever that this character has and you're upset that it's not close 
Uh, it's called an adaptation for a reason, because they're adapting it and doing their best to capture it into a live setting. And let me tell you something. It's not that easy. Do you see anybody out there making lightsabers right now? No, nah, it's not that easy. I mean, spaceships, all this, no, it's not that easy. There's a reason why they're not going to be up to par, and you have to accept that. And when you accept the fact that it'll never be good as an anime itself, but sometimes they can get extremely close, or even better yet, it can succeed your expectations and even go to such a higher level, you leave with something new, you actually liked it even more, or maybe even spark something for you to talk to with other people to give it to the normies out there who don't watch anime, then you can get them onto this adaptation. They might actually enjoy Enjoy it and watch it and be like, yo, this shit's actually really dope. And you're like, I know. Guess what? It was based off an anime. You should watch it. You might enjoy it. That's the premise to all of this conversation and what I'm slowly building up to is you got to put your bias to the side. It's fine if it's not your forte. That's fine. A lot of these aren't my forte. We can god-awful talk about that shitstorm of Avatar, that freaking Shamalama ding-dong butchered with all of his heart, or even the Dragon Ball Z one, which was so freaking god-awful. I literally wet my pants because I was so upset with how bad it was. I don't know why it made me wet my pants, but it did. That's the fact of all of this is that, yes, sure, there are some bad ones, but there are also some great ones. And the fact is we cannot be so overlooking this with a veil that we miss the whole opportunistic ability that this can bring to the genre itself. It can bring more intriguing to the site itself, and it can also bring in more revenue, create more job streams, and it can grow the outlet and the outreach of what it is itself. Now, let me tell you this. Let's talk about alcohol. I'm sure a lot of us, and if you're younger, do not drink and drive. Do not drink until you're 21. You're not missing out on anything. Alcohol is not that great. Jeez, liquid courage is a bunch of bullshit. Anybody that you see them act a certain way when they're drunk, that's their real self. Just telling you now. Let's talk about comparison to alcohol. Okay, there's alcohol, and then there's beer. There's hard liquor, and then there's just like regular alcohol, right? It's both the same thing, just different brackets. It gets you to the same source. One gets you there a little bit quicker, the other one a little bit slower. Somebody has preferences. Some people just like the taste of beer, where others are just trying to get effed up. Whatever your preference is, it's the same thing. Alcohol and beer, seltzers, whatever you're into, I don't care that fruity nonsense, the freaking white cloth, no cause for the cloth, bitch, <laughs> like whatever you're into, it's still in the same house, just different branches on the same tree. It's all alcohol, it's all drinks, it's all whatever it is. It's the same thing, just different avenues. It's the same thing with adaptations. You might not be a fan of it, you might not like the fact that it's not animated, but the purpose behind it is still the same concept, and it's building into the same direction of growing the tree because a tree with more roots, a tree with more branches, a tree with more leaves can grow even bigger. It can suck in more sunlight, baby, than natural vitamin D. So that's what I'm trying to explain to you is that a lot of these live adaptations or even just in whole, everything about live adaptations, it is utterly annoying to me that so many people talk down on them. I understand it's not great. Listen, it's not supposed to be. I'm not going to cook up some Kraft Mac and cheese and be like, oh my God, this is terrible. I know what I'm getting into. When I'm watching a live adaptation, it's not going to be a seven star, eight course dinner. It's going to be a PB&J, maybe grilled, maybe some bananas, some cinnamon, some honey. It depends on how good they dress it up, but it's a PB&J. Let it be a PB&J. Guess what? PB&Js are good for you. PB&Js are good snacks. PB&Js are actually easier to digest. All I'm saying is that there's purpose for all of this stuff. We can't be so internally biased. You gotta stop it.
If you're one of those people that just hates to hate, shame on you. If you're also one of those people that goes into these things just expecting it to be terrible, shame on you. You shouldn't do that. You're already setting yourself up for a bad time. Perception is reality, my friends. What you think is what you become, my friends. So do not go into these situations thinking badly. You have to be open-minded. You got to be excited for what's coming. And of course, you got to be open to the situational base that this could actually be something dope. And guess what? When I sat down, when I watched the Full Metal Alchemist, the first one that came on Netflix, the first adaptation one, where they kind of introduce you to everything with Alphines himself, Edward, and everything they're going through, and they're basically starting the story off from the beginning just like the anime. It was amazing! The animation style, like the CGI and stuff they had, wasn't the greatest, but guess what? The acting wasn't that great either, but guess what? I loved it! It was so cool to see a realistic version of it, and guess what? We have plenty of shows I know you're a freaking diehard loyalist to, and you can sit here and shit on all this stuff but guess what as soon as your favorite show or something you enjoy or something you love has its own live adaptation you are going to praise it to the sun's day even if it's not the greatest you'll even say it isn't but you will still praise it because guess what it's more of what you love so that's a dope thing just like death note i absolutely love death note i love the concept i love the writing i love the storytelling i love the uh the fantasy behind it i love the whole thing with the death note with the the death gods and light versus l and kita you know blah blah i love the concept so guess what when there was a live adaptation your boy was hyped about it and guess what it was garbage. But you know what's the best part about it? It was a great garbage. It was a great thing. It was me going to a yard sale, seeing something that somebody was selling for a dollar because they know it was ruined. I know it was ruined. But guess what? I got my money's worth out of that freaking dollar thing, baby. They were Heelys, and I'm skating into your heart. <laughs> like, that's the premium. That's why this is so dope to me is the fact that these are great opportunities. So when I watched that full out, uh, when I watched the Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood live adaptation, it was unreal, and it ended at such a cool part with the sins. It introduces you to envy and into lust, and then to also gluttony, and you see all of this stuff, and you're yoked, you're excited because you're like, maybe they might go a little bit differently from the story. Maybe they might do their own thing with it. Maybe they'll throw me some surprises that I wouldn't have expected because it's not always in the actual criteria or the writing itself. They follow something different. I'm about it. I'm all for it and it's more of what we love so just give it a chance don't hate on it to hate on it it's actually fun if you go into it with an open mind it's like going to disneyland as a kid right i went to disneyland as a kid and when i would go i if i was in a bad mood or i didn't want to go i wasn't in the mood whatever it was i just didn't want to spend time whatever you're gonna have a bad time even though you're in the quote unquote happiest place on the earth you're going to have a bad time, but guess what? If you went to it with an open mind, you wanted to go there, you were excited to go, you couldn't wait to get there, you're fi you're finally there, you're seeing all the things, it doesn't matter how long you wait in line, it doesn't matter how long the freaking rides are, it doesn't matter if one of them breaks down, you're there doing something you were excited to do, so you love it, you enjoy it. That is how this is supposed to be. So I think these live adaptations deserve to have more respect. And I also think that the growth of them and seeing what's to come is actually quite exciting. Because like I said, let's say you're somebody who just loves your show, right? Well, did you know that there are some great ones that are actually coming to Netflix that I think deserve to get some hype behind them? How about Avatar The Last Airbender. Have you seen Avatar The Last Airbender? Of course you have. And guess what? Let's freaking start with this little debate here right now because I know Megas is ass. He's one of these people that just, ah, his dying days. I said, Avatar The Last Airbender. People always say it's not an anime. Okay, well, technically wise, if we're being critical here, yes, you're right. 
It's not an Eastern-based thing. It's a Western-based creation, so it's technically animation. But guess what? Just like we talked about with alcohol, whether it's a beer, whether it's liquor, whether it's a brewski, whether it's vodka, whether it's a seltzer, whether it's a jello shot, it's still alcohol or some kind of substance that's going to alter your state of being and get you a little drunk. The same thing here. We need to stop shitting on Avatar The Last Airbender. I know plenty of people who love it. Shoutouts to Chipper Matt, who proclaims it as his favorite show that he's seen that's an animated one. And guess what? It's well-deserved. It's an amazing show. They're actually going to be doing a live adaptation of it. Yeah, a live adaptation. One season. And guess what? That's not it. They also announced a video game's coming out for it. And they also announced that another freaking, like, uh, continuation story where they're older now. Like, a movie's coming out in theaters. What I'm trying to tell you is, is don't hate on it. It doesn't matter what side it is. It's all part of the same family. If you want to be one of those freaking mamba-thumping nerds with their glasses pushing up to your head, and you're like, well, well, if you understand the circumference of what it really means, it's actually physically impossible for it to be an anime because the anime is from the... You know, Eastern culture itself and from the animation style actually it's the way that's produced and everything that's put inside of it and actually the style of animation itself it has and it can't be actually co- coordinated or correlated correlated to anything else that's on the western side because the western side uses a completely different animation style that's why Disney has its own pre- reflexes and that's why Walt Disney is a different stop it you stop it right now. Have yourself an Oreo, sit down, have a Coke and a smile, and you shut the F up. I don't want to hear that bull crap. It's still part of the family. Fine if you don't want to say it's not anime, that's fine. With me, I don't care. I loved it. If somebody has it in their top 10 anime list, good for them. I think it's amazing. Stop bracketing yourself and stop labeling yourself within these walls. Stop that crap. It's a great show. It's just like League of Legends, and people could even argue that too. Well, League of Legends isn't an anime. That's from freaking, you know, France production company or Italy, whatever it is. It's not an anime. They have freaking Imagine Dragons as their intro. Okay, you really going to be that guy? Are you really going to be that guy? Because then let's go even further now. Studio Ghibli. Studio Ghibli. They're their own style. They've even said themselves, we're not really anime. We're like our own kind of thing, like what Disney does with their stuff. So then suck it. Everything is going to be different. That's fine. Y'all, how about this? We're all different. None of us are you the same. We're all an individuals in ourselves, but we're all human beings, aren't we? Doesn't matter your race, your gender, whatever it is. We're all the same. That's what I'm getting to. I'm a little hot right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> it just gets me piped to know that. Avatar's getting a freaking live anime adaptation. Shout out to Netflix for that. I think it's amazing. If you've seen it, if you understand Aang, Suko, all the relationship with everyone, Korra, it's such a freaking dope show. So not only that, why don't I give you a couple more that are coming out to Netflix? How about this one? Everyone proclaims One Piece is one of the greatest animes of our time, one of the best mangas, if not the greatest manga, as it's continuously continuing into continuum itself, and it's still going on. Well, Netflix actually is dumping a truckload of money into this, and they're making also a live anime adaptation for the season, season one. And guess what? I'm excited for that, even though I'm somebody who doesn't care for One Piece like that. You want to know why? I'll tell you why. It's going to increase the market base for this show. They showed little hints of what they're doing for it. They built an entire freaking ship set for this freaking thing. Are you kidding me? They're investing so much manpower and time. And guess what? It's creating jobs. It's creating opportunities. It's giving young upcoming actors a chance to play a character we all love. How dope is that? And you also get to see it brought to life. Come on. This is the... Stop hating on these live adaptations. That's going to be freaking dope to see One Piece. It actually might actually entice me to watch it now too. How about this one? Pokemon. Pokemon's going to have one too eventually. They're going to have a live adaptation, a live action series. You cannot sit here 
Look me dead in the face and tell me, oh yeah, I don't want a freaking po. Are you shitting me? You know how many times I was a kid and we imagined ourselves having our own Pokemon and actually living within that realm and world and actually catching and training, leaving your house when you're only like 10 years old and traveling the world and enslaving Pokemon to fight one another for your pleasure. It's a little dark, but still, I think it's a pretty, it's a dope concept. So to see it come to life, come on, who doesn't want to see that? That's amazing. Also, by the way, have you guys ever heard that theory about Ash? There's so many fun concepts I've ever he- I've heard about how, like, now with the anime side, uh, he's been through so many different regions. It's been going on for so long. It's one of the longest-running animes as well. Uh, did you hear the theory that they said, like, Ash is actually in a coma? And that's why Ash never ages and, like, Nurse Joy is, like, the nurse at all the same places or the police officer and stuff like that because basically they said, like, those are the only people he knows or can remember or basically conceptualized so that's why they're always the same kind of generic in so many places because that's all his mind can create so he's basically in a coma this entire time that's why he never ages or maybe he's dead i don't know it was a great concept if you haven't read it i highly recommend you look into it that's also another one though side tangent that's coming out on netflix how about this one my brothers and sisters we need to stand up for this because you can hate all you want it's still a dope ass show sword art online Sword Art Online is eventually going to get its own anime adaptation. Are you shitting me? You know how pumped I would be to see Kirito and Asuna on the big screen and actually see a realistic version of them going through Aincrad? Say less, my guy. Bro, say less. I would be so piped for that. Dog, I'll give you whatever you need right now. I got the goods. You ask me, I'll give it to you. I would love to see it. That just sounds like a freaking dope-ass time. Yu Yu Hakusho, for those of the retro style, that actually watch good shows shout out tim by the way yu yu Hakusho as well has been announced to get their own like how freaking dope is that that's unbelievable to me how about the fact of a lot of these great ones that are already out that most people don't know about how about alita battle angel did you ever see that one a great movie super well done i hope they do another one roroni kenshin had its own movie out blade of immortal death note ace attorney they also had bleach is one of them which i saw which uh, which was great assassination classroom Inuyashiki and also Kingdom, you have no idea how dope this is that we get to actually watch some of our favorite shows come to life. That's what this is about. Forget all the bullshit. I understand there's been some bad ones, but there's also been some really cool ones. Like in 2017, they did JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Are you shitting me? Come on. Have you, uh, how dope would it be to see JoJo's in real life? Or Speed Racer when they finally redid that. I was so yoked, or uh, Psyche K, Disastrous Life. It is so cool to me to think that there's an opportunity now, and anime has grown so much, and the exposure it's gotten to finally transfer itself to the big screen, to finally not only get a movie, but to get actual series and seasons with it. The Kakiguri one I told you about had two seasons. I'm so yoked for this stuff. I love them. I'm a nerd for them, and I know they're bad. Sometimes the worst things in life are the best. What about all the stupid, funny movies? we like go through all of them wedding crashers old school stepbrothers there's so many dumb stupid funny movies if you look at them from a whole they're not good movies they're not put together well but guess what they do they make you laugh they're stupid they're funny you have a good time you know that it's not going to be an award-winning storytelling freaking riveting acting movie it's just going to be a good time 
That's what this stuff should be. Go into it with an open mind and enjoy yourself. Because trust me, I know there's been some bad ones. I talked about Dragon Ball Evolution. Terrible. They did an Attack on Titan one, which is basically just a green screen the entire time. Black Butler, don't even get me started on that one. Parasite they even did, which is just really terrible graphics. They also had the Death Note one, which was trash. And then the Avatar freaking, again, you know, the one that nobody talks about because it's just, it's got awful. But I think there's truly opportunity here. I think truly in my heart, this is going to be a great concept for most of us because if you think about it and conceptualize it, eventually a show you love might be able to come back. I love the fact that anime is growing so much that not only are these adaptations getting uh, the ability to have funding and to shine and to get them produced, but Spice and Wolf. Spice and Wolf will forever be my all-time favorite anime I've ever seen. Shout out to Maverick in the Discord, by the way. I put him on game. He actually went out of his way to buy the collector's edition manga complete set for it and watched it and said he loved it because guess what it's a simplistic show based on dialogue on a trade setting of uh this guy that's just a traveling merchant in a medieval setting that's based on simplicity no animation style carrying it but voice acting the dub side is sensational everything about it is great and i love that it's blowing up so now it has the ability and it's coming back for an entire remake from the ground up do you know how yoked i am to see a show i love that has a cult following that is deserves more sunlight gets to come back while anime is blowing up it means it's going to get the deserving light and the following that it should it's going to be able to have the animation style up to par now it should just like trigun they're totally redoing trigun in a completely different animation style almost like cgi and it looks so effing dope let this happen be open-minded to it. And guess what? If you're not about it, that's fine. You can have your hot takes. You can talk down on it. I told you there's some really bad ones as well. But the fact of the matter is here is it still brings exposure. It still grows. Not everything can be the best. Think of it this way. Not every doctor can be the best doctor. There's got to be some bad doctors out there too or else how can there be good ones? How can there be great animes if there isn't bad animes? There's got to be some bad ones. There can't be the world's best cup of coffee or greatest sandwich if there isn't a hundred terrible ones. So that way you go through them all and then you find the good one the same thing let these bad ones come out that's fine we can just power through them but at least it gives the ability to a lot of the normies to see anime at least on a live setting <laughs> but now that i got that rift out of the way and i was able to speak my piece about live anime adaptations a little bit longer than i thought i was going to be but that was actually fun i wanted to spend some time talking about some anime characters that I truly hate, and that for some reason, I actually rule the day that I ever thought about them, saw them, even watched any freaking thing with them in it, or even supported an ounce of what they were doing in any kind of way by just watching the show. So let me tell you this. Anytime we spend time doing something or our money on something, we're actually supporting it in some kind of a way. So let's just say this. Say you don't support children who are being forced to work at younger ages, well then don't buy Nikes, because there is a lot of child labor involved with that company. Company. So if you buy their shoes, you're supporting what they do. Uh, let's say with GMOs and food. You don't like the fact that a lot of food out there is over-processed and chemical. Okay, then don't buy that stuff, and then you won't be supporting it. If you do, then you're supporting it, and that means you want more of it. So that's what happens. So now with these characters... I'm upset that I watched these shows in the sense of they were in these shows. And it sounds weird to say, but I really rule a lot of these characters and the things they did. And there's a few of them. So I wanted to kind of go through them and talk about them real quick and tell you exactly why these characters, in some weird way of saying it, stand out above the rest as being characters that they are just absolute dirtbags. They did so much bad. They never even had a second thought about it. And I understand they have to be antagonists because it actually makes the protagonists better. But then it's the same concept. I just don't like them 
as characters because what they did. So I wanted to shout them out in a weird way or call them out, you could say. So let's kind of have some fun here. I wanted to start with Gabby from Attack on Titan. Now, Gabby is an interesting character because when you're first introduced to her, she's a part of a lot of these kids that are stuck on the other side of the world fighting against everybody on Paradise Island because basically they think that their race is a cursed race, that they basically should be condemned for what they were born into and that they must suffer for the sins of their fathers. Kind of sounds similar to a lot of things that go on now in life, but, uh, you know, that's besides the point. And so when you get introduced to her, she's basically this younger version of Asta. People have compared her to Aaron, but I don't really like that concept because Aaron's built different in my opinion. She is a little bit more uh, oblique in the sense that she is just very blind with her faith and following and she basically doesn't understand the grand concept of what's really going on. She basically just wants to do all these things and almost has like a blood yearning inside of her in some kind of a weird way but basically when you see her what she goes through uh the way she carries herself the fact that she's trying to be like a xeno warrior princess but she's nothing close to it she blindly follows and obeys everything that she's told and even though towards like the end of the uh final part of the season that we're in right now before the completion of all of it she kind of has like this redeeming factor of realizing like oh my god i didn't know any better i was lied to yeah of course you were lied to the fact that you were so blind to the fact of thinking that you should have been condemned for things you had nothing to do with and you were so openly active with trying to kill other people and just being a a war tool and happy about it i mean that's just like some kind of sick stuff if you ask me it's the reason why i was such a fan of violet is because violet never yearned for any fighting or any of that stuff she just wanted to please the major and she wanted to do anything she could to please him and be next to him she wasn't some bloodthirsty freaking just vampire almost in a sense which gabby i could argue is she goes out of her way to do like the most malicious stuff and the way she goes about it too and how she even has her demeanor towards other people and just like the way she just will kill without a second thought it's not even the kill or be killed she yearns to kill like to her it's like a body count kind of thing and it's disrupting it's disturbing and honestly i didn't like the portrayal of how they actually had her kill somebody very important in the series too i won't say who just in case but she liked food uh i if you've seen this then you know what i'm saying and it's it's unfortunate that this kind of a character was given so much of a light just to basically be shown as like the ignorant factor of war and these kids that are thrown into it i understand the concept but we already got that with aaron we already understand all that i didn't need that from another perspective of a character who now gets so much screen time is even like almost betrayed as a really needed character and it's it's honestly just annoying to me it's so annoying i don't like her she was annoying with the factor of how she talks carries herself and the dumb ignorant bliss that she lives in and is like yearning for fighting like that yeah it's just you miss me with all that bull crap so now let's go to this next character now this show as a whole i could probably name you a multitude of characters just within this show that i actually dislike with the passion and they irk me in so many ways but I had to go with the biggest one, the first one, and the one that stands out above the rest, which is Sugo from Sword Art Online. Now, Sugo, this guy is like the most perverted dude you could ever meet, has these just extraneous views on life for some reason, and this is probably prominent in a lot of people, was born into a little bit of money, so he works within this company now, and so he thinks he's a big deal, a big shot, and not only does he maliciously go out of his way to force somebody who's in a basic 
like a basically coma state of Asuna, who is still trapped within uh, the whole concept of the video game. She was never able to escape. She's still kind of trapped in her nerve gear. This dude literally had her stuck and kept her in the game as a prisoner so that he can marry her physical body on the outside and use her and do whatever he wants to her and even does on the virtual side and then is just such a pompous pig, disgusting human being with his morale and views on others, his pompous side of how he carries himself, his disrespect to other people and their wishes, making them used as tools and how he does so much crap to not only Asuna in and out of the game, but also to Kirito mentally when this kid is trying his absolute best to save the girl he loves is unbelievable to me. And to say like he gets his just deservings within this show, he absolutely does. But as a character as a whole, there is a lot of people I bet that are this kind of demeanor in our life. There's no reason... Uh, and there's no ability to create nothing from, you know, something from nothing, I should say. So this character, I truly believe is a portrayal of some people out there. And it is utterly disgusting to me that people would not only think like that about others, but would perform acts this heinous towards somebody who's literally, again, in a coma state. You disgusting, irritating, little pet peeving, perverted dude. It's just, oh my God. It riled me. I think that's honestly why why SAO probably called to me so much when I first watched it is not the fact that it's one of the first animes that really kind of full sent me back into anime many, 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 many moons ago. I watched it kind of basically when it first came out. But the fact of like I watched it when I was getting back into anime as a full-blown weeb and the concept of Aincrad everything and the villain himself, when they try to basically make it like Akihiko Kayaba, but he wasn't even a villain. He was just a guy lost in the sauce with science and wanted to do his own world. This effing dude is disturbing, like literally disturbing. And he had to be on this list. He absolutely had to. Uh, There's another dude that was like part of the Blood Oath or the Sworn Blood, whatever their name was, that dude that basically almost killed Kirito by poisoning him just because he was crazy and was just wanting to kill people. He was basically part of Laughing Coffin. Just, oh my gosh. Sugo, you're a piece of dirt. You had to be shouted out. Now this one too is another representation of a lot of stuff that goes on in this world, and it uh, it actually irks me. Malty, a.k.a. Bitch, from The Rising of the Shield Hero. Shoutouts to Billy Kometz, by the way. R.I.P., my guy. You will forever be remembered as now for me, and I loved your ability and everything you were doing. You will always be in my heart, my guy. I absolutely, with the passion of everything that is left over after hating on Sugo, is carried over to this multi bitch chick. Dude, this chick literally gets renamed bitch because what she does, she goes above and beyond to use what everybody is trying to freaking actually help and save people from to enable a better society, to help people. And trust me, I'm not a fan of how they demasculine men anyways, but the fact of what she does is so heinous. She literally uses the rape card against Naofumi to not only make the entire kingdom look down on this man, but they 
banish him from the kingdom and throw him out to the dirt to survive on his own when one, he never asked to be there. Two, he was made the shield hero, which is a defense-based character, not an attack-based character, thrown out with just the clothes on his back, no help, no remorse, shunned upon. Everybody in the kingdom looks down on him now. Nobody wants to go out of the way to help him or even give him the time of day. She destroys this man's life because she is one, selfish, two, mentally unstable, and three, so perverted that she actually did it just to benefit the, the spear hero because she wanted to do that and to utterly destroy him because apparently she has just this sick mentality and this just distraught monstrosity of a persona and personality and it sucks to say a lot of people are like this i have no doubt in my mind people will use and abuse these things to not only destroy people's abilities but to destroy their persona, their following, their brandship, everything, because basically they can. Just because they can, they'll do it. It's like the fact of how you see videos of people just walking through stores and stealing stuff because nobody's going to do anything right now. So guess what? They're going to do it. She had the ability to capitalize on something, and we're fighting so hard right now, so hard in our society to finally have equality for everyone, to love one another, to push past all this stupid gender, race, all this dumb politics, religion, all this dumb crap that just makes us fight one another. We're trying to look past all that and to be better people, and this shit happens. I have no doubt this actually happens in real life and it irked me it irked me so much that this dude now for me now his entire persona on everything himself his personality he basically turned into a hardcore f everything i shelled up i'm no longer doing anything i'm keeping myself encased within myself f everybody i don't care about anything anymore and it sucked it sucked because misery likes company and a lot of good people get used and abused and sometimes didn't even deserve what happens to them i'm probably saying majority of the time not sometimes and it destroys them a lot of people don't have the ability to overcome that stuff and it actually will end up labeling them for the rest of their life do you understand how bad that is do you understand how evil this chick is and the fact that she knew how bad she could do it and she did it disgusting utterly disgusting her just being renamed bitch was not enough they should have actually let her be executed i'm just saying now hate on me if you want to now for me is the bigger man than i was that was not okay not okay Here's another one I want to talk about. Dino from Banana Fish. Now, Banana Fish is one of those shows that's locked in the Amazon vault because they are the producers of this one. And let me tell you something. This is a sensational show. It's basically one of those shows that's uh, more realistic based with this young guy. His name's Ash. He's within this basically like gang, this mob, and he's a part of it. He's kind of like an underling, but he runs his own little subdivision. This guy, Dino, is the boss. He's the mob boss. So not only does he basically use Ash for sexual pleasures, all this other stuff, abuses him, manipulates him, basically mentally distraughts him, this guy is such a piece of shit because you get to see the evil that's tied within our world and the underlining belly of the stuff that's hidden within plain sight. He's a dirtbag. He's honestly a dirtbag. He has no care for anybody. He even is so mentally uh, manipulative where he does like the emotional damage and gaslights Ash to where he makes him think that basically you're nothing without me. It's your fault. I did everything for you. And it's like, what, bro? Like, 
You did everything for me? Y'all tripping. I loved the way that they portrayed him in a weird way because it basically shows you everything that you could see from an inside perspective on this character of a mob mentality. What goes on with it? How does it evolve the story? How does it evolve the progression? What are his ties to things? What does he do? And it's amazing. It honestly is intoxicating. And for anybody who hasn't seen Banana Fish that's listening to this, I high key recommend you to put it on your priority watching because it is that freaking good and it's unique. I absolutely loved it. Uh, let's rifle through a couple more here because I don't want to spend too much time uh, on individual characters, but shine light on the ones that deserve it. So like this one from A Silent Voice, which is my all-time favorite anime movie. I absolutely love it. It touches on a plethora of things and it highlights on certain situations that absolutely needed to be. Her name's Miki. Now, let me tell you something. In school, when I was in school, I suffered through bullying. And let me tell you something. I actually am enjoying the fact that I did go through it because it made me a stronger person. You have to understand this. To fail is to finally succeed. If you never fail, you never know what it is to struggle. If you never go through hardships, you never know what it means to succeed. If you've never had to basically count pennies to try to find a way to even get by with eating food, you'll never appreciate that meal you finally get at a 10 stars, 5 stars, 7 star, whatever it is, hotel lobby, when you're eating food that is definitely above anything that any human should eat. You won't know it. If you've never had to suffer, if you've never had to think that maybe I won't walk anymore, and then you start walking again, you'll never appreciate it. So this freaking chick, what she does in here, I went through. So I went through it to where I was bullied in junior high. Thankfully, not in elementary school, but junior high changed because when you go here, a lot of the bigger kids now, they're older. I was a nerd. I played video games at school. I brought my Game Boy. I hung out with nerds. I played Pokemon cards. I was picked on. I've had lunches thrown at me. I was pushed all the time. I was talked down to. All of the stuff you can think of, I didn't interact. I just ignored it because that is all I knew how to survive, right? It actually made me stronger because as I started to grow and as I got through all those two years and went into high school, I told myself, no more of this shit. I'm not going through this dumb stuff. I'm not going to band. I'm changing up everything. I don't want to be a victim anymore. I'm going to be somebody who takes advantage of what I have and make this an experience for myself. And if I need to, I'll stand up to these people. And guess what? That little shift of mindset, the ability of knowing now my own worth and not taking shit from anybody changed everything. They left me alone. They could feel something was different. I wasn't running. I wasn't looking the same. I wasn't hiding. I wasn't doing the nerdy stuff at school anymore because I told myself, this is a different environment now. This is something I have to go into and I'll enjoy the stuff I want on my own time. I'm not going to do this here. I'm not going to give people a reason to make me somebody I'm not. So guess what? It worked. And it made me stronger because I was able to stand up for myself. It made me a quick thinker. I was able to do things now of uh, on the spot thinking. I was able to articulate myself better. I was able to be more creative and to think outside the box. And all of those attributes and aspects not only made me more appreciative of the moments I had to myself, but to realize that we are living within a world with other people. And I can't expect others to accept me, especially in an environment where there is no set standard of anything besides just being cool, popular, the good-looking people, just being one of those, you know sociable creatures you could say i had to understand that and use that and play the game and so i did and it was a valuable lesson this shitwad though miki that is from a silent voice she is a part of those people that i saw that are worse in a sense than the bullies it's like when they say somebody who sees something being done wrong and does nothing about it and has the ability to either stop it or help the other person that's suffering from it is worse than the person committing the crime because you have the ability to stop it entirely it's basically as they say in peter parker uh those uncle ben says to peter those with great power comes great responsibility 
So Miki, she's one of the girls that's a part of this group. And within this movie, which I love, by the way, they're picking on this girl that has uh, these hearing aids. She's deaf. She can't hear. And she's a part of the group where she doesn't pick on her, but she laughs. She's always there. She enjoys it. She enables it because she is appreciating it and showing her support by laughing, being there, not stopping it, not saying anything, just enjoying it and being around the company that is doing it to her. It's the same thing I told you about with Nike and all these other brands. If you support them with your money, you're still supporting what they do even if you don't like it. The same thing happened. And this freaking girl, when the shit hits the fan and she finally is no longer going to school and the teacher tells everybody what's happening, and they kind of want to know exactly who was the one doing it, and they all pinpoint the homie that was actually the, you know, the main culprit for it, even though everybody else was kind of participating in a way by enabling it. She starts to act like she was the victim and say, I tried to stop him. He wouldn't listen. They wouldn't stop. Oh, my God, and starts crying and bawling, playing like the victim and also that she was the one trying to stop it when she never did any of that shit and lied cold cock to everyone's face and made it worse for the dude when she was enabling it. Do you know how low that is? Do you know how low of a person you are to literally switch that quick, act like nothing ever happened, you were not a part of it, and then to actually rat out the homie and say you tried to stop it? Utterly disgusting. She is worse than the dude that was bullying that girl, in my opinion. For you to be that kind of person, you enable the other person, meaning you're the antagonizer. You are the person that's the mastermind behind the closed doors of making two people fight. And then when they end up fighting and getting trouble for it, you're the one that goes up there. You're like, I tried to stop them. They wouldn't listen to me. That is pure evil. You manipulated people and took advantage of innocence. And then you are the mastermind. Pure and utter evil. Disliked her to my core. How about Griffith from Berserk? Uh, If you haven't read the manga... If you haven't watched the anime, I'm not spoiling anything for you. Just know this dude does one of the most ultimate, disgusting, and just downright heart-wrenching things somebody could do. Where they say you're, you keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, oh, I know the anime style isn't the best and it didn't do it justice for it, but let me tell you something. You should definitely look into this character and look exactly what happens with him in Guts and maybe another lady that's involved in not just... Take some time and look into it. I highly recommend it. He's disgusting. And that, again, brings a representation to the whole concept of be careful of the company you keep and the people you're around because the people you may think are your friends might not see you in that same light. And just because they're around you all the time and they're there and you think that they're there for you, they might be there just to use you. And then when they have the advantage to do something to benefit themselves, oof, oof. Major bad, bad. That's why I remember there was like a conversation people talked about with like, uh, would you be trusting of a, your girl around your friends or something like that? And it's like, yeah, absolutely. Because why would they mess with her? I mean, that's we're boys. It's just, just another girl. If any of them would do that to me, then they're obviously not my friends. That's the whole concept of this. And this dude does something very evil. Very, very evil. Of course, Shao Tucker. I mean, come on. The guy literally in the name of science. That's why I always question people when they're like, I am a supporter of science. I trust the science. It's like, really? You trust the science? How much of science do you know? Like, do you follow the track record? Because uh, homie Bill Gates is actually outlawed in Africa because of science and him testing different vaccines and stuff on these people and actually intoxicating them with viruses and illnesses and AIDS and all this stuff and ailments. Like, he was literally killing people for the name of science. And then, like, also you have these different things where one of the presidents, I forgot his name, actually 
actually came out and apologized and said, oh, you know, we got caught testing on a, a population here, here in New York, our bad, you know, we should, in the name of science. Or how about doctors back in like the 50s and 40s and 60s, whenever it was, and they're like, doctors, doctors approve camel is the best one to soothe the throat and the best prescribed for pregnant women. This is the doctor's approval rating of the best cigarettes to smoke for every attribute, soothing, calming, and the best for your health. What? Oh, they were paid by the cigarette company. Says, oh, yeah, and then look at it now. Secondhand smoke is be killing people. The name of science crap just, it, it just rubs me the wrong way. And so, Shao Tucker is the freaking epitome of this, where he uses his daughter. This isn't a spoiler alert. This is very early on in Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood. Shao Tucker uses his daughter and his dog to make a chimera because he'll lose his license as a state freaking alchemist. So he combines them to create an entity of a talking chimera, and he's so yoked when it works, he doesn't even fathom what he just did. He is literally a mad scientist to the extreme where he is no longer a human freaking being and the fact you had the ability to even do that to your own flesh and blood and think nothing of it just shows how twisted and demonic you really are demons ain't in movies people they are all around us and this homie i hope you rot in hell how about a uh, qb qb from uh madica magica from puella magica uh, this dude literally is using these little girls to benefit themselves because they see humans as just like cattle. They really do. They see them as just the purpose of being used for what they need to be and creating witches and then using them to fight each other. Just, oh my God, I couldn't believe my eyes when I literally was at the end of the first season, which by the way, which was one of the biggest troll jobs in the world when you watch Monaco Magica and you see the beginning of it, the first couple episodes, just these girls in a high school setting, they're chilling. You're like, okay, I mean, this kind of seems like just like a basic slice of life kind of a thing. I mean, I'm not really into the younger type. You know, the lollies is a little weird, but whatever. And then it just switches so hard and goes to this hardcore witches and death and these fighting and they're for their lives and they're all getting butchered. And I was like, what just happened on this switch? Like, I swear, I was like, I just hit the switch. Click, click. What the hell am I watching? QB, unbelievable unbelievable it's almost in comparison to like the Shao tucker kind of a vibe just unbelievable and also uh akito from uh fruits basket the soma head family this is a very good uh like insight and a view of people who actually use their family members their friends people who are around them they use them because they know that they're stuck with them and they know that they can't get away from them and a lot of people get stuck within their family and so the family mistreats them and abuses their right because they even just get uh almost neutralized to it and don't think of the greater concept of their blessings or the people that are in front of them and this person literally uses everybody to fill the darkness the hole inside of them to do some outlandishly just dark things tries to kill somebody stab somebody berates everybody makes them locked up use it wants to make them so miserable that they come to akito as like their savior their only escape gaslighting the crap out of them and even almost kills honda son which is one of the most purest souls next to tanjiro i've ever seen in an anime literally almost kills her and then it has this thing where it's like i'm sorry my bad i didn't know the error of my ways shut the you know the error of your ways and then they try to say well it was her mother her mother wasn't there to love her yeah i mean i agree i mean yeah everything starts at home so that's fine but still don't get over the fact that akito had the ability to do all of these things and do it right and change everything decided not to use and abuse people and as a fucking girl by the way i'm sorry to spoil this for you if you haven't seen fruit baskets but it's huge and it still shakes me to this day i thought it was a freaking dude but it switched on me so fast it's a girl
Ah! <laughs> it still trips me out. Ah! Okay, couple honorable mentions before I give you the person that I just hate the most. Uh, Nina from Code Geass. This girl literally is openly racist and doesn't even care. Openly hates an entire populace of the Japanese people and just wants to butcher them, remove them from the existence. Is just so hateful and so scared of these people. They're like a lot of these people that either come from these southern countries or have never been around other ethnicities or just brainwashed from their start. I dislike this girl so freaking much. Also, Sakura from Naruto. I don't understand why people try to defend her, like her, say any of this stuff. She's so useless. She's pointless. She's annoying. She's naggy. She's like a lot of the females I see out here, and this is why I stay single, my young kings. Odd. It just irked me. Uh, Kazuya from Rent-A-Girlfriend. People have told me before, well, he's tried to tell Chizuru. No, he obviously hasn't because Chizuru hasn't gotten it through her thick skull. I understand she's a Rent-A-Girlfriend, but homie, literally sit her down and tell her word for word, I can't rent you anymore. I'm tired of this bullshit with my grandma. I love you. I literally love you. I want to be with you. Stop this bullcrap. God, I hate that. I hate when people play cat and mouse. Uh, Donzo from Naruto, come on. Also, if you have not seen Naruto yet and don't know who Donzo is and what he does, let me tell you something. I left him out of this TikTok I did of the most hateful characters I have and why I hate them so much because I knew the comment section would have my back and they did not disappoint. Look into Donzo if you haven't. I highly recommend seeing what this guy, this guy did. Uh, Makoto from School Days. This homie literally thinks to himself, how do I be a better boyfriend? Oh, let me cheat on my girlfriend with all of these other women and the girl who actually set me up with her. You scumbag. You're the reason why a lot of women don't be liking men out here. We all be just effing up each other and just creating this hurt people society that just keeps hurting people and playing these stupid games. That's why I don't play these stupid games. I don't date anymore. I hate all this crap. Oh, you gotta wait five days to text back. You gotta make sure you're not too zealous. You gotta act like you don't care and that's how you make them want you and then they want you to care even though you don't care it's just odd gotta piss me off and also uh sir you from everyone get killed yeah she was psycho uh apparently all the psych wards were closed because this girl was just unbelievably distorted in the head god she she just wrecked me and without a doubt the character i hate the most and i need to rift on for a little bit here for you is rachel from tower of god let me tell you something tower of god the first season if you've never heard me say anything about this character, if you've never heard me say anything about her, and I won't even spoil it for you, I'm just going to talk about her as a character. When you see what happens in this first season and how the first season ends with Rachel and what she does as this person that has just been lying to everyone's face, she tries to play it off as like, you know, I just, I wanted this. I'm trying, you know, it's just, it's internal. You don't understand. You just won't let me do it. No, this is the embodiment of evil itself. Everybody's always talking about the Antichrist, this Antichrist, that. No, it's literally Rachel. She uses Bomb, his innocence. She plays this kid so hard and uses him for her own advantage that when she does what she does and especially the way she does it i was heartbroken for my young dude this is exactly why the good ones never make it in this effed up world she literally takes advantage of him so much for her own personal gains and her ambitions are so shallow she is a piece of crap i am so tired of people that say like i had to let them go because i love them i was holding them back obviously you didn't love them then because why weren't you bettering yourself why weren't you trying to help him homie would literally lay down his life for you and you're like no i'm not worth it i'm just not up to that par well obviously then you are even worse than you thought because this dude saw something inside of you wanted to help you wanted to benefit you spent the time and effort in you you were basically the one who saved him from his hole and he was just lost in the sauce didn't remember anything nothing you were the one 
And what did you do? You used it, you stepped on it, you spit in its face. Oh my gosh, dude. In the great words of Christopheles Browneth III, thy hoes ain't loyal. They should be left in the streets. They should never be talked to. They should be Spartan kicked in the chest. They should be thrown off the highest ledge and they should never have anybody catch them because this is utter bullcrap. I am so utterly just, I've never been so hyped before at the end of a series where I stand up and I'm enraged. I literally walked around. And I was like, you've got to be shitting. you, Rachel, I know I didn't just see what I, nah, fam, nah, I'm rewind, see it again, you got me tripping, Rachel, you got me tripping so hard, I could not believe it, and she is iconically the one character, not only did I not expect it, not only did I not think she would change like that, but the way she went about it, and what she did, oh my god, and the way she plays it off after, these people are evil. Focus on yourself out there. Holy crap. I'm literally, ah, I'm crunched. I'm hunched over right now talking in my chair because this was so heartbreaking. God. And those are some characters I really hate in anime. <laughs> ah, I love hate them. It's such a love hate relationship because again, just like I started this whole conversation with you, if you don't have the bad, you'll never have the good. If you don't have these characters that you just rile and hate, it never leaves opportunity for the other ones to exceed our expectations, to shine above the rest, to overcome them for their own benefits. And even iconically in a very bad way, just as I was explaining about bullying when I was bullied in uh, junior high, those are so pivotal, it molds you, it shapes you, it defines you. Now I'm in the best shape of my life. I work out the best I do. I'm getting better at my eating because my stomach is just weird. But all this stuff with my mindset, my view, my focus, my determination, everything has been focal pointed on the fact that you need to know your worth. Your perception and what you think of yourself is everything. And that's why these characters, God, I love to hate them. Ah, I love to hate them. Gosh. Oh, man. Well, if you have some characters that you also hate that I didn't mention, because trust, I know there's some other ones out there that are just irking in so many different ways, let me know in the Discord, because in the Discord, we have great conversations where I have the podcast chat, where everybody will let me know what they think about the shows they listen to, they tell me their thoughts, we go back and forth, it's a close and intimate way for you to talk with me, to be a part of me, and to support me, especially with the Patreon and just listening to the show. On TikTok, we're over 60,000 followers, I can't believe it, you guys are amazing, I love you guys so much so thank you for being a part of this ride and always staying a while and listening man this was dope i i love getting in these riffs because these are a moment where i can just let everything fly i really just sit down with the concept and just see where it takes me it's why i love the other show i host too which is called shallow oceans it's based on the same premise just rifting just going in having fun talking from the heart and being entertaining. <laughs> so I'd love to know what you guys think. I would love to know what characters you really dislike or you hate or rubbed you the wrong way because these characters, they show a lot about ourselves. And in a subconscious way, the things we maybe have had to go through or we see in society is reflected in them. So we know what to overcome. We know what to fight. So let me know what you guys think. Thank you for following me on everything and supporting. If you haven't yet, please rate the show wherever you're listening. Every rating you do increases my overall play and my search ability so help me help you let's build a family together let's grow this let's keep evolving so make sure you guys always support in any way you can and i love you so much for it so thank you so much for everything stay tuned because i have another fun topic in store for you guys next week and kick ass this week go out there dominate let your work know you're here for business tell everybody i don't get an f be positive do something for others spread greatness and above all else watch anime baby make time for something good and if you join the patreon be ready because 
86 is coming soon, baby. You better be ready because I have not done an anime-only review in a long time, which was my roots when I started all this. So guess what, baby? We are freaking going to do it on Patreon. Be ready. I love you guys so much. And of course, as I head out to the beach, I'll be playing this with you guys on the streets. Anime Senpai out. We'll be right back.